Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford, and today I'm here with icon and legend. I'm Trixie Mattel! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing this. I just wanted to discuss your some of your favorite Buffy things with you today. Um, oh, this is my favorite Buffy podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks. My friend from college, we both love Buffy. He was like, there's this podcast. These guys talk about Buffy, and they have really good opinions, and they're kind of gay. So <laughs> kind, kind of. of gay, yeah. <laughs> and so I've never listened to a Buffy podcast before, and then listening to it, getting to, you know, I travel alone. So getting to, like, sort of kiki about episodes one by one and with, like, like-minded individuals and be presented with, like... We don't all think the same thing about every episode. You know, it's, like, crazy. I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's been funny, like, I just assumed everyone who's gay and watched the show loves Cordelia, but, like, we have found that is not the case. Um, what? Yeah, it's been weird hearing people be like, oh, I don't really like Cordelia. I'm like, what? But I always appreciate hearing different opinions. This podcast definitely made me rethink Xander. Like, I didn't realize what a problem he was until, like, you're doing this. And also, like, Spike is kind of... I mean, but you knew that watching it from season six. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. Um, so what would you say are your favorite episodes? My favorite episodes? I mean, I definitely have favorite seasons. Okay. So let me start there. <laughs> I have an unpopular opinion. Okay. One of my favorites, probably my favorite season is Seven. Okay. I, I don't, don't hate it. A lot why. of people hate it. I don't know why. I don't know why. To me, I think they did such a good job of driving the stakes up very high. They made it the most evil evil. And they made it the most powerful vampires. Yeah. And she has to protect a room full of teenagers who have no powers. And, you know, Willow could barely, you know, yeah. do anything. So did you, did you like how it ended? Yes. Me too. I love it. I mean, I cry every time. Yeah. I cry every time. I remember I was hoping, my only disappointment, I think, yeah, was that I wanted the first evil to, like, turn into a bunch of characters. Yeah. That was, like, maybe my only, because the first episode of that season, when they have it turn into, like, all the big bads, uh-huh. I thought that was so cool, and I would have loved to see that again. Yeah. My other unpopular opinion about my faves is season two is my least favorite. Really? Yes, I don't know what? why. <laughs> Unless it's Ted, John Ritter, I just don't care. What? I, I just, I just, the Buffy, the bu- Buffy to me didn't become as interesting until she had this huge loss. Hmm. And then she had this identity crisis and ran away and came back to school. Like, Three, I thought season three, Faith coming to the picture knocked season two on his ass so hard. And me and my boyfriend, we always, like, we don't watch Buffy together, but we both used to be obsessed with Buffy, so mm. we'll get into lovers' quarrels about it. <laughs> um, and I just, I'm just like, I like season two. I like Bad Eggs. I like Slayer Fest. I like aspects of season two. But as a whole, I'm just like, I just don't care as much at the end. And maybe, maybe, maybe I didn't sympathize enough with the metaphor of like losing virginity and someone changing on you and maybe that didn't ring as true with me i would rather watch season one than two and i know that that's really unpopular yeah i Ah! i tend not to even i'll watch like if i watch season one i'll watch the last episode i tell people to start with season three that's fair which isn't a good way to start considering you do miss a lot yeah i mean but it is i think just in television in general it's a really good season right yeah because, like, it has the good storyline, but then it also has good standalones. Yeah. Like, going back to season five, which I used to say was my favorite, I love Glory the most, but season five doesn't have enough, like, standalone fun episodes like season three does. Yeah. And I think season three has, like, weirdly the perfect balance of Totally. Like, that. the Zeppo, the Wish. There's so many, like, one-off episodes that you're like, oh my god. And, like, even, like, Band Candy. Like, I love yes. that episode. <laughs> and I love season three. Season three has so many episodes, like, um... 
when she gets her class protector award at Cry Every Time. Oh, yeah. Ugh. You know, after three years for them to acknowledge her. So. I remember watching that with my mother, because my mom's the one that got me into Buffy, and her being like, you know these people aren't real, right? You're crying so much. Oh, but it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And then when she gets her dance to Wild Horses. Um, so- the soundtrack of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've fallen in love with so many bands because of bands that have been on Buffy. Um, one of my all-time favorite singers is Michelle Branch, and when she was on there, <laughs> Goodbye to You, I, like, got my life. It's so good, right? Yeah. And the to- when Amy Mann was on there singing Pavlov's Bell, I've loved her ever since. And then she won a Grammy last year, and I felt like I followed her for, like, 15 years and saw her <laughs> win this huge award. She's in. She's the one that's in Conversations with Dead People, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Nope, that's Angie Hart. Ah! Amy Mann's um, is in the one where... Uh, you remember that episode where after there's a vampire attack at the bronze that she's like, ugh, I hate playing vampire towns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, a- that's Amy Mann. She won Folk Album of the Year yes- last year. and um, I think that's still season seven, though, right? Because that, that's the one where um, that one vampire is convincing Spike to be evil again. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't I t- It's a uh, favorite episodes. I have to think of what I would go back and rewatch over and over again. I think I have a lot of common favorites. Hush, I mean, same, yeah. The Body. The Wish, um, some of those you have to think, like, Conversation with Dead People, I mean, that is, like, they should show that in colleges, and I'm sure they do, but... Yeah. I mean... How do we have several storylines apex in unison without them really knowing about it is incredible. Yeah, I think, I think that's... So whenever people, like, trash on season seven, that and Selfless are the episodes I'm always like, but those episodes are really good. Selfless? Yeah. Potential? See, I don't love that episode. You don't? <laughs> no. The whole conversation of her and Xander commiserating about just being normal? I mean, yeah. No, I do. That does make me cry. But making me cry with Buffy, I feel like, is very easy. The only problem with potential is I saw it coming a mile away that Dawn was not this next Slayer. I was like, this is bullshit. Right. They were laying it on too thick. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh my God. Um, and then when Anya was like, she's going to have an abbreviated lifespan with a very violent end or whatever, so good. <laughs> And isn't it Ani who's like, I never understood that key thing. Um, I, yeah, I never like, understood that key thing. I like that they like reference. Like, yeah. I don't know. She is such a good actress. She is. Did you see um, uh, Timer? I didn't see it, but I've had friends. Bitch! I've had friends who don't even watch Buffy be like, oh, the, like your favorite character from Buffy is great in this movie. <laughs> She's incredible. If you guys at home don't know, Timer is this movie starring um, Emma Caulfield, where it's the future, a little bit in the future. And scientists have discovered that your bodies have, like, uh, a roadmap in them, and every person has an exact match in the world. That's your, your love match. And they can install a timer that will tell you how many days, hours, whatever, years, until you meet your match. Your one. They call it your one. Um, and so it's a whole movie with, like, the politics of, do you wait for the perfect one, or are you just happy with who you found in the meantime? Because, you know... It's, it's, she's amazing in it because it's funny. It's so sad. Yeah. She is. She's such a good actress. Even on Buffy, I mean, she got to play this like, she got to play a person discovering emotion for the first time a lot of the time. Which, like the body when she was doing that monologue about eggs, it's like, yeah. how do you even conceptualize what it would be like to not really understand death and being an adult? Right. Yeah. And like, even as adults, we still barely like barely get it. Yeah. We all feel like her. Yeah. You know. Um, God, what else do I love? I'm trying to think of the seasons one by one. There's a few in four I like. Um, four is my least favorite. The one where, what's the two episodes arc with, where Faith comes back and they switch bodies? Oh yeah, This Year's Girl and Who Are You. That Those two are so good. Yeah, they're really good. 
Um, Goodbye, Iowa is another one I like. I like the musical, but that's, I mean, it doesn't everybody. Yeah. Um, Six had some great ones. Yeah, I think Six has a really weird arc, right? Like, I'm not sure that that always lands, the, like, addiction and recovery arc. Yeah. But it has really good episodes. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite characters? Oh, wow. Well, my favorite <laughs> characters, obviously, I don't know. I love, um, I love Andrew. Okay. And I'm, um, good friends with Tom Lake now, and I don't, I don't think I... <laughs> really let him know that I used to like love Buffy. I'm like, let's just love Fresh Page. But he loves Drag Race, so it's mutual. There you go. Like yeah. he'll post Instagram stories. You know, when I was on All Stars, he'll post Instagram stories of me on screen performing, and I'm like, okay. So if you can fangirl for me, I can fangirl for you a little bit. I think that's fair. Yeah. Who else do I love? Obviously, I love Anya. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 I mean, I really like everybody so much. My this show is such a good ensemble show. In that everybody shines and they shine simultaneously. They all do the golden rule of acting, which is like, don't act, react to each other. Hmm. That's what acting is. That's what good acting is. is you, you listen to what the other person's doing or saying and you react to it. That's, I mean, they all do such a good job of that. Yeah, I do think the show works because it's some of all its parts. And like all the parts are like working at like A plus level. Completely. Um, and I think that's why, yeah. Like I think like... Some of those lines could be cheesy if they were delivered by, like, lesser actors. Yeah. I have um, some smaller roles that I wish would have been bigger. Um, I wish we'd kept the Buffy bot a little longer. <laughs> I love the Buffy bot. I hated the Buffy bot when it aired and I watched it, but going back, I'm like, oh, I appreciate that she's just, like, silly and funny. Mm-hmm. I love... This is... I love Wesley Wyndham Price okay. in his incarnation on Buffy. Really? His jump to Angel was fleshed out. But obviously we're like, isn't this this fucking whip from, eight, from like two years ago that suddenly is this badass? You know what I, mean? um, I loved having Cordelia around as long as we did. Yeah. Um, I, I love Buffy. I love the character of Buffy. To me, as a viewer, I have find myself getting more excited about the world around her than her. Okay. Like episodes like the Zeppo yeah. are completely fine with me. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I wish Cordelia had gotten an episode like that. Like, she almost had it with the wish, but then she, like, dies halfway through. Right. But I think a character like Cordelia would have done really well with an episode like that. And, like, the Tara episode where you meet her family. Um, oh, that episode is so good. Yeah. With Amy Adams. <laughs> I was a thick-headed person, though, because I was watching this as a teenager. I didn't understand a lot of metaphors as they were presented to me. Okay. Like, I was watching it, and I was thinking I was watching a show about monsters and, and comedy. But I, I never was 15 years old pinpointing, oh, this means they're lesbians. Okay. And this means they're, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. I never really got it until later. Okay. A lot of things later in life, I was like, oh, like season five, I was like, oh, this is about family. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why my, my, my least favorite characters, I don't have a, I, don't have, I never got super excited at the idea of Michelle Trachtenberg. Like at the end of season five, I was like, okay, let's just kill her. <laughs> if the solution's for her to die, let's just let her die. Just do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved Jonathan. Yeah. The Jonathan, I mean, the the trio, loved them. I wish every season was about them. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, Warren's so terrible, though. I don't, I like, I think they're good, but I don't enjoy them just because Warren is, like, I feel like Jonathan and Andrew are good, like, wimpy villains who, like, clearly do go good. But yeah. Warren's just, like, so terrible. But I mean, I guess that's good writing. Terrible, like, like a bad person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Warren was, um... The other fascinating thing about Warren is 
you know, he just, it, he was more sad than anything. Right. Was yeah. he evil? No. He was like the most human. That's why like hmm. Terry getting killed by a bullet by this mad gunman was like, that's too real, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I hated him, but he was like the, that's why he was so good to watch. What's his name? Adam? Adam Bush? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, it's always weird that him and Amber Benson, like, actually dated. They did? Yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, good friends. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because when I, when I interned at BuzzFeed, I interviewed her. I did Fuck, Mary Kill, Buffy. And she did Kill, Warren. And then she put Sorry, Adam. <laughs> wow. I love um, Faith. I love Faith. Everything Faith is in. Yeah. I especially like her growth. I like when she comes back in season seven and she's this, like, you know, um, do as I say, not as I do sort of leader. Did you think they were going to kill her? I totally thought they were going to kill her in season seven. No, I didn't think they yeah. would kill her. I, and I also love the mythology of, like, two Slayers were never supposed to exist together, really. Yeah. That's why they never get along. Yeah. They, like, weren't created to operate in the same way. Yeah. I think Eliza Dushku, like, I think that role probably is, like, influenced by her personality. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of her is in that. Like, I think she's just, like, I met her at Comic-Con once and she was like, Oh, honey, I love your hair. You're so cute. And put her arm around me, she's and I was so like, pretty. ha, 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 ha. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She is so beautiful, that long brown hair. I mean, it takes a lot to make me want to be brunette. <laughs> but she really did. Yeah, I mean, I, there's not a lot I didn't like about the program. There's some episodes I would throw out, like the one, the one where they're in the, um, the one in season six where she works at the burger place. This, like, Scooby-Doo level, like... <laughs> I mean, that episode's almost a cartoon. What's it right, called? Right, yes. Uh, Double Meat Palace. Double Meat Palace. <laughs> that is also, one of my least favorite episodes. I have been Buffy, though. I have had a shitty job. That I didn't Me right now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's fun to watch a hero fall a little bit. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with that. Um, it also it answers one of our favorite questions, which is, where is Buffy getting money? <laughs> As a viewer, aren't you like, why doesn't the council give her a stipend since right. she's saving the world i also wondered that about like when buffy dies how do willow and tara pay those bills they, we find out they don't oh right right and that's why she has right we find out that they're like by the way you're broke <laughs> all your hospital expenses yeah Ugh. yeah it's crazy the series just got better as it went like to me my favorite seasons would be you know later than earlier see and i think with seasons five and i know people have the issue with seven that we talked about but I think they're earned, right? Like, I think we've had so much buildup with characters that it's okay if it's a lot of plot and a lot of, like, action and, like, them fighting the villain. People don't like six? Seven. Seven. Yeah, because it's like... Seven is so... I'm fascinated by that. <laughs> I love Seven. That this, like... I mean, don't you get the chills even in the first episode when they're, like, we're opening the new Sunnydale High? Aren't you like, oh my god. I Yeah, and I think it's a really good season opener that's, like... A basic episode, but a really good first episode. The lessons? Yeah. And they finally have a phone. <laughs> yeah. They finally like, have a phone. Right, even back then it was like, why don't they have cell phones? I know why they don't. I know that because they've said that, you know, for writers, cell phones are like a nightmare. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah. And I hate even like, I love the MTV series Scream, for example. And a lot of times they'd be texting and the text would come up on the screen. And I'm like, oh, this just isn't real. This not, you know. <laughs> but, but it's like, they have to do that, right? I love Seven. And the idea that this is the the evil that has that is more evil than all the evils that you've ever seen as an audience member. Yeah, yeah. And there's some serious loss, like Xander's eye. I remember yelling. Dies. I remember like, yelling when that happened. Yeah. And all these little girls who are like, I mean, the fact that evil finally f- 
figures it out. Well, why don't we kill all these other bitches and then end with Buffy so there's no more Slayer problem? Yeah. It just, to me, that season, the stakes are so high. And then after seven seasons, you know what Buffy ultimately wants. She wants to feel like the world is safe and she wants to be nobody. She wants to be yeah. normal. Yeah. And the way that they pull it out and create a way for it to end where she gets what she wants, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I... I mean, I, I appreciate, like, season five is, like, depressing high stakes, and I feel like season seven is, like, she's being, like, beaten down, but it's not, it's not depressing, right? No. It's not depressing at all. Yeah. I would say six is more depressing. Six is almost, for me, six is not what I turn to watch often. Right. Because it's just so sad. And it's... It's all dark. And it's nonstop, yeah. It's all dark and it's all sad. However, um, let's say the, the part one and two where she comes back to life. Bargaining. Those are great to watch. I mean, I have a heart attack every time her body comes back to life in that casket. I know, it's so gruesome and, like, miserable. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's amazing. And then the scene where she watches her robot self limbs get pulled off. Yeah. Violent. Yeah. And the only way they could do that is if it was a robot, not a right. person. Right, yeah, because it was UPN. And... So, yeah, for me, if I could rate these seasons, I would rate them my, my personal favorites. If I had to watch them in order. I would say one, two, and four at the bottom. Okay. Um, five and six are at the middle. Okay. And three and seven are at the top. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Also, the uber vampires in seven were so cool and horrifying. And the idea that all the vampires we've ever seen are just fractions of what a real vampire... Um, the part where she's like, want to see what a real vampire looks like? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and right, I remember watching it being like, oh, shit. Like... And watching Buffy get her ass kicked by a vampire yeah. was nuts. Right, and that's why I feel like it's earned, because it's like, we spent so many seasons watching her, like, easily kill vampires. It's nothing. Like, she's yeah. surrounded, and we know it's fine. Like, even in season one, where it's like, okay, sometimes it's a little difficult, but by season seven, it's like, there could be 20 vampires and just her, and she's fine. And as a viewer at the time, people knew it was the last season, so people were like, she could die. Yeah. I did think that they might kill her. I remember watching the finale and being, like, nervous when she got stabbed. Yeah. And to me, as a viewer, it never quite feels right when the main character is dead at the end of something. Yeah, right. I wouldn't have liked it. Because I know that... Six Feet Under, when, everyone, they show everyone die, I'm like, ugh. At the end of... Um, that was that movie, Searching for a Friend for the End of the World. Yeah. When the world actually ends at the end, I was like, oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a hoax. I don't mind a horror movie when they end like that, because like, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't have liked... I know that like, even Claire Kramer said... I can't remember if it was the episode with you. She said they actually weren't sure if it was going to end with season five. And that was still the way it was written with her dying. And I wouldn't have liked that as... Like, I love the episode, but I wouldn't have liked that as an ending. No, anticlimactic. Yeah. They love to trick you, though. Like, for example, what's the episode Xander and Willow get caught kissing? Oh, um... Is it Lover's Walk? No. no. Oh, it's not Fool for Love. It's not Lover's Walk. Triangle? No. No, I think it is Lover's Walk. Yeah, because they're captured... She's captured and, yeah. Oh, yeah. In Lover's Walk... When Cordelia gets impaled. Yeah. And then they open to a scene of a graveyard and they pan down and it goes, So the doctor says she's gonna be fine, huh? Like that is so cruel. And I watched all these so long ago, and I'm from the deep, deep country, so we didn't get Buffy on television because it was too in good reception. Oh. I mean I'm from the real country. That's... I could maybe catch it on UPN, but it was so fuzzy I couldn't really pay attention. That's funny. So I used to have to I was a dishwasher in high school, and I used to save money and go to, like, the Best Buy or whatever and buy the box sets, which I remember were about fifty nine ninety nine. 
So I used to save a lot of money. As a high schooler, $60 is a lot of money. Yeah, no, yeah. To go home and... I remember every year for like... Oh my God. All through high school and like half of college, every year during the summer, my project would be I would sit down and watch from 1 to 7. Because <laughs> once you start, right. it just... Even no matter how many times I've seen it. Right. And the thing with Buffy is when you rewatch, you actually... Be, you actually, it's a different experience because you're excited for things you know are coming. You see seeds planted early and you're like, oh shit. Do you, I, sometimes I think that makes things sadder, right? Because it's like, oh, but I know this character dies soon. It's like, right. uh, like when Tara does something cute with Willow, it's like, oh fuck. In a season, she's going to get shot and die. Like, Yeah. Did you like Kennedy? You know, I am a Kennedy apologist. Did you accept her into your life as your personal savior? <laughs> okay, good. I liked her. And after Tara was gone, I was like, to me, I like when um, the, the 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 new woman or the new man is vastly different than the last yes. one. Yes, and I because I think as people we try something that didn't work. Out, you know what I mean? Yes, and I I think that for me that right that feels a little I mean silly to say real in a world where it's a witch dating a vampire slayer, but right like in the dating realm that does feel a little real. Like in no world did I think Kennedy would be the character if that show went on more seasons that she would be with yeah. forever. But it made sense. Like, the same way Riley makes sense, I think that's where Kennedy makes sense. Yeah. And I kind of liked her dating someone who was more in charge and, like, in control. Yeah, I liked... And and Kennedy was also young, and seeing Willow be, like, the mama bear to someone. Yeah. (laughs) And also, we forget that Willow's just a lesbian. Willow's just a lesbian, and this is a smoking hot, athletic chick. Yeah. With a tongue piercing. (laughs) Like, good for her. Yeah. I mean... Listen, I don't, I don't know. We, <laughs> in the real world, I could have entertained a relationship like that for a long time, whether or not I like the person. Yeah, yeah. So. And like, I do. Like Kennedy, of course, is bratty, but I like that she's useful. Yeah, she has a strong moral compass, bratty, and I also always fascinated by the idea of someone who's rich but not an asshole. Yeah. Cher Horowitz. Yeah. Um, Kennedy, I like when someone's rich but not a, not a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, and like she's ready to fight. And she doesn't even have the powers yet. Like, I appreciate that. I mean, I don't love, but they all do it when they kick her out of the house. That makes me, that's the only thing that, like, makes me furious. When they kick her out of her house. Yeah. That part is crazy. Because I would have been like, okay, well, you all want to leave. You can go. I own this house. No kidding. Good luck. But I love when Spike comes in and is like, yes. uh, she literally has died for you multiple times. And then gets into, like, a fight with Faith. I remember being, like, most mad at Faith. Because I think, like, when I watched it in my brain, like, I, this isn't what it is, but in my brain, it's like, oh, this is her getting revenge on Buffy. <laughs> I know. Oh, that <laughs> epic moment, too, when she's like, and you're just loving this, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you guys think killing people's fun? Oh, so good. That scene, and then when she does leave, to watch the whole room go into chaos. Yeah. Because they have no leader. Yeah, and it's like, look what you did. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And what's her name? Um, who's the girl from Potential? Um, is it Sarah? No. Amanda. Amanda, she's such a great actress. I think she's really good, She too. really turns that, like, endearing, awkward character. I feel like that's why they killed her in the finale, because she was the potential, aside from Kennedy, that you, like, cared about the most. So they were like, oh, yeah. we gotta kill one you care she about. She dies in the finale? Yeah, they show her, like, fall. Oh, that was her? Yeah. Oh, bummer. <laughs> I hate when they... Why did they have to kill Anya? I know. I last time I saw that my whole life. <laughs> well, okay, so one of our guests... Anthony Oliveira always says, which I, this sold me more on her death. He said that, like, her whole arc is about being human. And in the body, we see how she doesn't understand death. And she, like, has to understand death. And, like, so her arc has to end with her dying because it's, like, her understanding how to be human. Yeah, her making a sacrifice for another person is ultimately her most human thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just sad. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I feel like if they killed anyone else, there would have been, like, too much of, like, them crying at the end. Yeah, but also Xander, react more, please. Right! <laughs> Nicholas Brendan, pull out the, you know, pull out the respect for acting Uta Hagen technique and, like, really live in the moment. The, like, really love of your life just died. And he's like, oh. And you don't have an eye. You know? <laughs> He's doing great. Um, what I also liked about Buffy as a whole is it was a show that I'd never seen anything... I mean, obviously I love comedy. And I loved comedy before I ever thought... I'm, a lot of people, they grow up being like, I'm going to be a comedian. I never thought I would do comedy ever. Yeah. But I loved something like Buffy because I didn't know comedy could be presented in such an underhanded, slick, like, witty way. That was like, you catch it if you catch it, and if you don't, the show moves on without you. Right. Everything moves so fast. Yeah. The jokes are so mile a minute and so... It's like the Golden Girls, where it's just like, there's a constant level of, like, reading yeah. and not taking things seriously. I mean, what's more relatable than people, like, literally facing the end of the world on a daily basis, but they have to joke about it? I always say, like, Buffy ruined all shows for me, because I want everything to, like, make me cry and then make me laugh ten minutes later. Completely. Um, and, like, clearly not all things do that, but, like, that's what I always try to do when I write things. I'm like, no, I want it to be like Buffy, where it's like, you're in it. And you're not, like, taken out by the comedy, but you're still, like, laughing at their jokes, but also crying at a character's death. And it's not just like, oh, that character died, whatever. Yeah, totally. Have you watched All of Angel? Uh-huh. I watched through it uh, maybe twice. Okay. I didn't like it as much. No? I know that's a little unpopular, but I watched, well, I watched it once. I think I compared it too much to Buffy by the time <laughs> I saw it. And I thought Buffy was funnier and Angel was darker and sadder. Angel was more of a drama to me. That's fair, Yeah. I, I think that they needed to learn what they were, because I think that first season is, like, actively, like, bad. Well, then that one gentleman passes away, right? In real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think they fired him before he passed away. Yeah. Well, um, that's worse. Yeah. But I think Cordelia's arc on Angel is just really good. Oh, I agree. And, of course, I love, um, what's her name? Fred? Fred, yeah. Fred and Fred becoming, is it Illyria? Yeah. Fred becoming Illyria and like that scene where he's Illyria's pretending to be Fred. Ugh. That's enough. Yeah, the final episode, right? Where he's like, yes. do you want me to lie to you? And he's like, yes. And also the ending of that was so ambiguous. I kind of liked it though. I felt like it was like matched for the show. Yeah, like the fight continues. I yeah. guess I like that. And maybe that's how you want to think of, maybe on Buffy things were wrapped up too neatly. Well, I think it makes sense for Buffy, right? Buffy's not atoning for anything. Buffy's like, has been doing this. It is her job. She, you know, it never ends even in the body after her mom dies. She has to kill a vampire two feet away from her dead mother. Um, and with Angel, it's more like he's making up for years of being bad. So that's why, I guess maybe not for the rest of the characters, but for me it makes sense for him, his character, that he's not ending the fight. I don't know. Does he die at the end? Mm -hmm. It's just like, that's the end. He's like, let's right. go to battle and that's the end. Oh, but Wesley dies. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, it's awful. The whole Illyria consuming Fred was so gradual and so sad and weird. And it was like, yeah, it's... It was like, a, it was it was awful. It was so hard to watch. They made her so endearing. You like rooted for this like little beautiful nerd who like offered <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And everyone loved. And also Cordelia, the growing up of her was like so fun to watch. And... I think she, I think her and Willow have like two of the best character arcs. Uh-huh. And it does feel natural, I think, mm -hmm. probably due to their acting, but yeah, I don't know. I Watching it, I hated Cordelia and Angel together, but like now as an adult, I'm like, no, I really like them. They were more of like an adult relationship. Cordelia and Angel? Yeah. Yeah. 
Totally. I mean, and there's people in your life you never think of that way, and then suddenly it yeah. happens. Yeah. I had a friend. We were friends for like two years, and then one day we just hooked up, and I was like, I never saw this coming. Ever. Yeah. And that's the real world. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, we don't all get friend-zoned, and if we do, we don't get friend-zoned forever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know a married couple that, like, they were friends, and they were like, oh, no, we're just friends, we're just friends, they were just friends for, like, forever, and then they, like, hooked up once, and it was, like, yeah, immediate. Or yeah. people who are like, well, we went to high school together, when to start dating until we were in our 20s, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I fuck with Angel. All right, cool. We got to see more Harmony. Yes, and I think she's stellar in season five as his, like, really shitty secretary. Yes, yes, <laughs> you want her to fail. It's funny. But, like, also, like, I was so worried that he was going to kill her because she was still evil, and I didn't want her to die. I wanted her to, like, still be his shitty secretary. <laughs> yeah, I like her as a shitty secretary. There's some of the episodes in Angel, I'm like, what is happening? The puppet episode? I like that episode. You do? Yeah. I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> The, the episodes I don't like are the earlier episodes. For me, the later episodes... Well, I hate season four's arc, the Jasmine and Cordelia giving birth to... Ja I don't like that arc at all. Yeah. And her sleeping with Connor, who's supposed to be, like, 16. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you fuck with True Blood? I only watched the first season. Really? Yeah. Wow. Gag. <laughs> I assume you like True Blood? I mean... I'll, I'll say this. Buffy, <laughs> I loved every moment, and it seemed like every episode was better than the last. Okay. True Blood, I remember finishing the seventh season, I think. Eighth season? I remember finishing the last episode on a plane and going, I don't know if I liked it. <laughs> but I watched all of it, so I guess I liked it. For me, maybe it was just like there was enough hot chicks and gay innuendo spread out that I kept watching. That's fair. You know, as gay people watching TV, you're always waiting for something gay to happen. Right. And when it does, even no matter how small it is, you're like, yes! <laughs> like, I just watched the Halloween movie, and spoiler, there's a part where a little kid is talking about how he doesn't want to go hunting and fishing with his dad, he wants to go to dance class. Well, and you're like, yes, a gay thing! <laughs> I remember, did you see It? Yes. I thought the, so, I mean, this is projecting, but I thought the nerdy, vaguely Latino-looking boy with the inhaler, I was like, oh, he's gay, because he's me as a child! Like, I kept relating to him, because he seemed, like, kind of femme, and I was like... Oh, I don't want that precious child to die because I thought he was the gay child. I mean, they never... But that's what I was, like, He's relating gay, to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, when he has his, like, head in his mouth and is about to bite, I'm like, no, this angel. Yeah. Well, you um, guys have a great podcast, and you're lucky to get all the guests, and it's crazy. Thanks. When you guys had James Marsters, were you like, what is happening? Yes. <laughs> he was just... He immediately was like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. Because i got to be honest, I, you never know when people... When they talk about something they did a long time ago, are they happy and proud of it and right. enthusiastic? Or are they, like, annoyed that someone's still praising some work of theirs from... Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially... Which is, I feel like especially with nerd shows, right? Because... We like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when we like something, it's like, we like, I have a fucking podcast about it. So I feel like that can be exhausting for them sometimes. Uh-huh. But James Marsder seems to really also love Buffy... Uh, and he was one of the people that, he replied immediately when I emailed him, and was just like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, okay. I, remember, I was a Rocky Horror kid, and I remember hearing that Susan Sarandon doesn't really acknowledge it, and I remember being like, what? How did she not acknowledge this, like, cornerstone yeah. of American history? Well, and right, also, it's like, gay and geek, we get really intense about what we fan about, right? Yeah, totally. You know, it's, it's a relief. You get excited when people acknowledge, like, like when Claire was like, I love Buffy, I'm proud of it. Yeah. Because some people aren't. Right, yes. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about season seven of Drag Race. That was only like five years ago. 
<laughs> but maybe it comes full circle. Maybe when enough time has elapsed, it, you remember it so fondly. Right. That's true. Yeah. And right, wasn't Claire great? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, amazing. And I honestly didn't know how much she would really feel like she had a part in Buffy the Vampire Slayer because she was in one season. Yeah. But like she said, she said people are like, I loved you. You were amazing. And she's like, it was only one season. Yeah. But she was such a big impact. Yeah. She's just great. And like, she seems so chill now. Like, she seems like she was up for talking about it with us. I mean, it was her birthday and she recorded with us for two hours. Like, yeah, that's insane. Which means we're going to expect it every year. Thanks, Claire. <laughs> yeah. Thanks in advance. <laughs> um, I hope you guys can get, um, have you guys tried to get like Jonathan Levinson? I haven't yet. I would, would like to get um, him and Tom Lank on for an episode together. Oh, you guys had Marty, didn't you? No, we didn't have Marty Knoxon, no. I'm going to pitch her, though. Didn't you have a... Wait. Jana Spenson. You had Jana Spenson. Yeah. She comes on once a season now to discuss an episode. I, I just email her and ask her what episode she wants to do that she wrote, and she tells me. Imagine being, like, as good... I mean, I listened to an episode with her on it, and she's so chill about being her. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote these episodes. How are you not, like, feeling like... I would just walk around like Beyonce for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, and she's so, like, normal about it, like... I told her, I was like, that's really cool that you bring up your original scripts. She was like, well, I want to bring something to the podcast when I'm on. And I'm just like, that is awesome. You clearly don't need to do that. Like, Wow. <laughs> She's a good person. It's also crazy that she still has those scripts. I mean, I guess you keep all of them, right? She could sell them. I was, <laughs> that was her, Jane, just sell them, girl. Put them on eBay. <laughs> or maybe she's not allowed to. That's true. Yeah. 20th Century Fox, come to your house and beat the hell out of you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Like, I want to do, like, a live event, but I'm always worried about that. What? Like, 20th Century Fox sending me a cease and desist. You're allowed to talk about it. You probably can't show anything. Yeah. Because Katya and I have talked about doing viewing parties of contact. <laughs> um, but you could, I mean, you could talk about things. No. All right. Well, thanks for doing this. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow SlayerFest98 on Twitter, we are at SlayerFestX98. Trixie, where can everyone find you on the internet? You can find me at, at Trixie Mattel on every single platform except PlayStation and Steam, and I'm very bitter about that. <laughs> um, all right, thank you for doing this, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.